This is a GRDC podcast. Root lesion nematodes. Everyone is fairly familiar with them. You're probably hosting several million, if not billion, of them in your paddocks right now. A new GRDC investment is designed to fill some knowledge gaps in the Quinana West and Albany port zones about just how much damage they are doing and even what type of root lesion nematodes are at work in the south. Out of that increased knowledge will come options for growers to better manage the problem if they find root lesion nematodes are limiting yield. I caught up with Blake Omar, an agronomist and precision agriculture specialist from Farm & Co., to find out his thoughts on the current level of awareness amongst growers about root lesion nematodes. I think growers in general have a good indication of, of nematodes and, and the possible impact they have on obviously cereal production in our cropping systems. It's probably more looking at the, the, the more intricate details of what the impacts are actually occurring from the economic side of things. So as we look at nematode impacts and what the subsequent uh, impacts on following yields with continuing our cereal rotations. That's probably more where we're trying to create the awareness going forward with a lot of growers is, is talking through the dynamics of why we're implementing these these rotational decisions to try and minimise obviously our nematode numbers and issues that are occurring in our system. So. The project that you're doing with uh, GRDC Investment, what's that aiming to do then in terms of the practicalities of it? So the main aim with part of the project that we're running with GRDC is to initially create a broader representation of nematode populations in WA, so focusing on probably the two port zones at the moment, the Albany port zone and the Konana West, and just trying to provide a tool for, for growers to have a look at and start identifying areas that are obviously high or susceptible to high nematode populations and just having that awareness is that, that sort of jumping point when, when having that discussion with growers on what might be happening in their paddocks and uh, how we can start obviously alleviating the issues for them. It's going to be held over two years, is it? Yeah, so two, two summer sample periods, looking at the first round of sampling coming in this summer period and then the subsequent following year as well. So we'll split the sampling numbers from 200 this season to the next 200, so 400 in total. And that's just really to, to really broaden that, that map, that database that we have access to now that growers can then use to, to visually identify, I guess, the, the risk or the potential risk in the areas and then use that to as a stepping point to investigate what's obviously occurring in their paddock and doing the sampling and then identifying the issue and addressing it. What's driving the, this particular project, though? Because, it, I mean, there's been a lot of research into nematodes in the past, right across Australia. And growers, as you say, are, are pretty aware of the potential damage. So what's driving this particular project? I think it's more the fact that our rotations now seem to be predominantly based around continuing the cereal phases, so the profitability around obviously driving continual wheat, barley rotations that favour the nematode populations and the reduction obviously in, in these rotational crops that break the cycle so our pulses and that we're seeing less hectares grown or less options sort of being viable for, for growers in areas so I think it's, it's more a correlation with that effect of the continual cereal program and the increase in, in the effect that the subsequent nematodes do have. So. So you're going to be doing a whole heap of soil tests and I suppose the results of that will be pretty stark when it comes to showing nematode populations and, and the types of nematodes that are down there, I suppose. Yes, so essentially what we'll be doing is we'll be firstly looking at areas of with growers in collaboration with growers and actually getting grower surveys, so getting opinions on what they might be thinking that's actually happening in their area, possible impacts that they're, they're occurring or they believe they're incurring. 
and then following through with the predictive B sampling methodology, getting the reports back from the labs and then actually having a look at what nematode populations or other soil disease issues are actually occurring and then having a post-survey, so discussions with the growers on what was um, thought to be an issue and what was the actual issue and then obviously the discussions going forward about how they can alleviate it and how it can be managed or, or reduced by looking at their rotational programs as well. But that's the problem, as you say, there's not a lot of pulses grown in some of these areas. So, so, I mean, what's the answer? How do they deal with it? A lot of the, obviously, decisions about rotations is the economics and the profitability of doing certain things. So it's about alleviating or looking at where the, the subsequent benefits of, of treating the issue are occurring. So implementing those rotational benefits uh, and how they can improve the subsequent yield and profitability of our cereal crops in the subsequent years post this. So, it's trying to justify, I guess, that rotational break and how we can and turn that into a profitable scenario in a, in a two to three year sort of period just by favouring our cereal programs and trying to break that, I guess, that pattern. When that's happened, when you have broken that pattern, have the growers seen a lift in yield? Uh, definitely. A lot of the work we've been doing previously has been discussing around crop sequencing, so look at the profitability around crop rotations and when we start looking at the soil disease breakdown in particular areas that have probably some pretty high numbers, we can see the subsequent jumps in benefits and yields quite astronomically in the following years as we've broken down that population numbers and alleviated the issue. So it just takes another factor out of that, of the basket, I guess, and what affects cereal crops in one particular instance. And we hopefully try and alleviate that by reducing one problem. Could you give me an example of just how significant you described it as an astronomical lift in, uh, in yield? Uh, can you give me some examples of that? It's really just dependent on, on the severity, but yield gains have ranged, varied depending on locations really, so it's, I guess it's hard to put an average prediction on, on what it would actually yield uh, growers, so it's really dependent on uh, individual circumstances, but I know with our management guys they've had to look at the real drivers of the profitability and where the yield benefits actually come from historic uses with rotation of crops so there are some significant benefits that I do recall that they do achieve uh, if it's anywhere from half a tonne plus in just on alleviating that one issue so it's just the avenue that obviously addressing that can factor into crop health and, and its persistence without that pressure in the following years. Pretty much addressing each individual case as, as it comes apparent, so identifying the issue, the level of severities, looking at the rotational program that they're implementing at the moment, where the adjustments might be made, where the profitability might come in, uh, in actually altering that rotational, and it might be other uh, circumstances that dictate what they, they actually can do and can't do, um, and it's just a matter of trying to accommodate mixed enterprises can make it a bit more feasible to implement the rotations that can benefit the livestock side of things but continual croppers we're obviously going to try and find that balance between profitability and, and where we can start to look at the rotations and, and obviously try and get the benefits that are incurring. GRDC has released a new fact sheet on root lesion nematodes in the western region. Follow the link in the story notes. I was speaking then to Blake Omar from Farm & Co and my name is Chris Brown. <laughs>